I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Most thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. We told you we'd be yeah. back Tuesday, and we are back Tuesday. There's a yes, ton of stuff are. to go over. I don't want to waste a ton of time, but I do want to reiterate what we talked about last time briefly, um, which okay. was the call-in show. We're going to try to do that on Sunday. I think it's going to be appropriate. Win or lose or however that game turns out, I think it'll be um, good to just get everybody on and, and just see what everybody thinks. So how we're going to do that is we will, Joe, one thing we didn't talk about that we're going to talk about right now is what time we do this. 6.30 to 7.30, 6.30 to 8. Probably should have talked about this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that would <laughs> probably would have been a great. So yeah. something like 6.30 to 8, anywhere in there, okay? It'll go up on Facebook. It'll go up on Twitter. And we what we want you to do is get into the DMs, and then we will um, we will – sift through them accordingly and prompt you to call in. So that way we don't got busy signals and things like that or connection issues, which it's been a nightmare um, in past. So that's how we're going to do it. Get in the DMS. We'll hit you up as you come. So yep. um, rate review, subscribe if you would. We appreciate all of you have, who have already done so. Uh, thank you for that. Um, look, football's here. Football's here. Yep. I know there was a lot of people thinking, this is not going to happen. All the naysayers. And I don't want to get, <laughs> you know, the Facebook. Every time you post something on Facebook, especially, that was the worst place. Well, Twitter wasn't great either. But Twitter, yeah. Twitter's just like, it's the worst place to be most days anyway. So, I, which, I tr- yeah, people can mm-hmm. see you shake your head. <laughs> which is why I try not to be on there as little as possible. <laughs> but it's, it's the closer the season comes the um, more amped I get. And then, you know, get, I draw a lot of news yeah. from there and stuff, right? So, um, Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it, right? I told you, I told everybody, we were, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, why wouldn't I want football, right? If they can find a way sure. to do it. We're a little biased and there. We talked about the Central Arkansas, that that first game when I was over at your, your house. And two weekends ago, last weekend, this past weekend, they had a bunch of um, 
a bunch of games, and I've I've come to the conclusion after yesterday. I watched. I tried to watch a little bit, but it was just a blowout. BYU just beat up Navy pretty bad. I think it was like fifty-five to three. But I've come to the conclusion that when if you can have a team travel from Utah to Maryland and play yeah. a game Big at this point, <laughs> then I think I think we could. I think we can get it done. So. I think we can get it done, and I think that what they're doing is necessary, and um, just for safety purposes, obviously. And we talked about this. There's been like something over eleven thousand positive cases on campus. Now we know that football players and athletes in general are usually separated right now. I think that I believe that's how it's going for the most part. But right. out of those eleven thousand cases, not one hospitalization. According right. to uh, professor in Brown University, so yeah, and and Babers and Babers has talked about it as well. He talked about it a little bit in this this past press conference where he talked about how uh, the players knew that if if they were going to want this, if this season was going to be able to work, then they were going to have to you know kind of refrain from doing some of the things that all these other college kids are doing, sure. right? So, um, a lot of times they are just quarantined naturally because they live with their teammates and there's always practice and. I don't know how they're doing uh, school, but I can only imagine it's virtually. So, um, yeah, they know what they need to do. Uh, ACC's put in a protocol. Everyone's agreed to it. And, Which um, is good. Do it per conference like that. Yeah, good. so far so good. And, and two days from now, we're going to be talking about, I mean, there's a Thursday night NFL game and uh, UAB in Miami play for college on Thursday night. So I just don't get um, the the I don't get the, the people who are almost upset that football's going to happen. Like, I don't understand that. Why are you upset? Why are you upset that this good news has been coming out? Like, how some can you people, get pissed at good some news? Some people worry. Some people worry. Uh, Maybe that's I, not good news to some people. Um, I can't. I, we can't speak for everybody, right? No, true, but true, true. We can speak for us, and right. I, I think uh, we're both pretty, pretty excited. Football's here. I was at work. Oh my god! A lot of, a lot of guys were saying the same thing. Um, you know, just hey, football's here. Football's here. everyone's getting excited. So, barring some, and you know, you got to look back where. They just immediately stopped, you know, the conference tournaments just like that. And but, you know, that was when we didn't really know too much yeah, about it. I a, think with all the a, information, all the protocols, yeah. uh, the fact that they've been doing it for the last two weeks in some some of these places with fans, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that it's it's going to be a full go, man. Yeah, and what do you what do you say about you know? I mean, this is just this is just me thinking out loud, basically, but. The Big Ten's got to be like, uh, we might might have jumped might have jumped the gun on that one, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I, I've been I mean, every day. I read more and more about certain them, people yeah. questioning uh-huh. them, right? right? So, well, what are you going to do at this point? It's a little too late for that. It's a little too late for that, but I think that's they're why trying you keep to, your options open. Eh? Yeah, that's why they're trying to find a way. I think to come back maybe December or something or, or late November. I mean, I've heard rumors about that. But anyway, uh, we'll move on with that. We are going to have football. We got the NFL coming up. Um, also, obviously, Orange football is going to be in full swing. Uh, no fans for the first two games for them as they are away, and there will be no fans there, which is fine, like we mentioned last episode. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> if there's any fans <laughs> for in the away game, right? It's just like playing at right. Duke. No big deal. Um, Except I for just, I live down here. But, yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, I will say uh, a new episode of Thai Thoughts came t- dropped uh, earlier. This is, what's today? Tuesday, 8 o'clock. That dropped earlier this afternoon, too, if you want to check that out. Um, other than that, let's get into this. Got a lot to talk about. So let's stop, let's stop pontificating, okay? And, like anybody knows what that means. <laughs> so let's let's talk about... 
Bet Online first, okay? Bet Online is the title sponsor for this show, the Cuse Militia Podcast, Armchair Media. So we're going to hear from them. Listen, we just talked about it. We talked about all the things that are going on. You got the NBA playoffs still going on, I think. Maybe. I think. Uh, you got MLB in full yeah. swing. NHL. <laughs> I know. Uh, NHL. We got NASCAR playoffs going on. And um, we got NCAA football in, in in the NFL football starting up this week. What a time to be alive. You know, you, you, you know, the wait is over, so to speak. Football's back in full swing this week. So um, you might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at betonline.ag. Betonline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spread in totals to team player and coaching props. Betonline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get on, in on their season open bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, thank you, BetOnline. One more before we get started here. Uh, you know... Manscaped has come out with the lawnmower 3.0. We've been mentioning yeah. this. One better than the 2.0. They got the the nail kit, which is the Shears 2.0. One better than the 1.0. But the 3.0 is a mower is an electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through body image. The ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to re- reduce nicks and tugs on the fellas down low so the lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof comes with a light so as i've mentioned before you can manscape in the shower or in the dark or in the shower in the dark whatever floats your boat so um, the shears 2.0 thank you for the email coming through appreciate that um the shears 2.0 four-piece uh nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools includes tip tweezers rounded point scissors fingernail clippers and a medium grit nail file for the ladies, or maybe you use a nail file. I don't know, Joe. No, I'm not a nail file guy. No, but I actually. Right. You, I but you do... bite your nails, don't you? No, a little bit. No, you don't chew no. them down to the nub, but you you do a little. No, bit. no, 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 no. You bite your skin then. You bite something on your fingers. Hey, look, I've seen okay. some guys that use nail files. I don't. You have. What do they do? Not with use. I have not used nail files. They na- I have they... seen guys who have though. Really? Yes. On their nails. Yes. Interesting. That's what a nail file is. Okay. Well, if you well if you can, <laughs> well if you don't want to use it, you can let your 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 woman use it. That's fine too. So, anyways, look, the crop reserver. You've got the ball deodorant, all that summer, all that stuff. Get rid of the summer swamp butt with all of that. And um, if you go to manscaped.com right now, you get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you, Manscaped. All right. So, Joe, let's do, let's do recruits, depth chart stuff, then preview. Yeah. Sound good? There's a yes, time to get to, and it's um, well. This is the easy stuff because this is what we know. Uh, Amari Hatcher, 19th recruit of the 2021 uh, cycle, three-star wide receiver, six-three, 175, yeah. good size. Obviously, 
Um, he's ranked three stars by 247 and rivals. And both sites also rank him in the top 25 receivers in Virginia, which is excellent. He's uh, right up northern Virginia, D.C. area. Um, so yeah. pretty cool. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah, I did. Did you watch his tape? <laughs> I did. I did watch uh, his tape. Cap, I, Captain Patrick clued me in on the tape, and and I, yeah, I, I did check it out. It's pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Sometimes it's very difficult because you don't really know uh, the competition. But I do know that Virginia, obviously, high school ball is pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, the size is, is is good, and the one thing I really noticed about him is um, uh, just. I mean, he's a very intelligent player, you can tell, and the ball skills as well. You can tell, um, you know, he knows when to switch his hands to what side, outside hands, so that he, you know, doesn't put himself into trouble as far as getting stripped. He uses his hands well with with stiff arms, and you can tell, even he's 6'3", and he can, I saw slants, I saw posts, I saw him going deep, uh, double moves, uh, even wide receiver screens. So his uh, his route tree is, is pretty good, and... He doesn't look fast when you watch it, right? But he pulls away from these guys. So I don't know if it's the six three strides or what, but uh, from everything I saw, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this kid. So yeah, absolutely. Also um, heavily recruited in state, Liberty, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. So yeah, um, and I believe uh, that two four seven Sports has him as our third best recruit currently. Yes, behind uh, a couple guys, one of them being uh, Enrique Cruz, twentieth. Recruit of the 2021 yep. cycle, offensive tackle, four-star, 247's got him at four-star. Rivals got him at a four-star. And they also tout him as the thir- 23rd best off- offensive tackle in the country, guys. That's awesome. Uh, offers from yeah. Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Mississippi, Temple, Wake Forest, uh, among others. Louisville, Memphis, mm-hmm. uh, Indiana. So highly, highly touted, highly recruited guy. Uh, yep. Great get, awesome. Obviously, to shore up that line, sure is uh, needed and you know welcomed. Obviously, so. Oh yeah, and it's amazing when you get some of these guys that are those fringe players. What it can do to your, your um, you know, your recruiting class, and and it's obvious. Obvi- uh, last year, I thought that it was pretty obvious that you know, Babers were going, they were going after a lot of uh, you know specialty players, linebackers. Uh, receivers, corners, you know, running back, stuff like that. And now it's pretty obvious this year that their main concern is that is that line, right? The trenches, offensive line, defensive line. And uh, so far, this is the highest rated offensive line or defensive line that, lineman that we've gotten. And um, uh, just reading uh, a little piece by Neil Adler at the inside the Loud House. Um, and according to him, uh, when, when Cruz was committed, when Cruz committed, in two four seven sports, we think we went from cl- our class from like number fifty five to fifty three. Or sorry, not Cruz uh, Hatcher. When Cruz committed, after that, we jumped all the way up to forty fifth as far as overall recruiting class. So with those two guys, we jumped ten spots in two four seven sports. Um, and there, I mean, we still got people we're looking at another another three star, a three star lineman that they're looking at, offensive lineman. And uh, I know they're still waiting to hear from George Rooks. Uh, yeah, I've seen that one. To, to see player, what's right? yeah, the legacy. Uh, yeah, he's a D lineman too. So um, I know we got a couple other guys we're looking at, uh, but right now we only got a couple more spots in there for specific people. Uh, um, the the two four. What was the last time we had a four star? And it was our second one. This one, Cruz comes after Darian Deuce Chestnut, 
right? Oh, yeah. DB. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure so, they'll get re-ranked, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and you know, that's where that's where we got Amari Hatcher as as the as the, as the fourth best. So, um, really good. I'm excited about it, man. I really am. So, uh, could yeah. probably well, we use... recently got three of the top players. So, I mean, I guess you, I mean you can see that that kind of stuff is trending up and. I mean, you don't want to blame it on what we talked about earlier because I think it's still too soon. I'm blaming it on what the coronavirus effects are going to be, especially considering that, uh, you know, like Cruz, he had in-state guys, right? Well, Hatcher did anyway. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Cruz had a whole bunch of other people, so I'm sure he had other ACC guys as well. So Liberty, um, he also had close Maryland, East Carolina. Yeah, so, yeah. it's North Carolina. Two good gets, man. Two good gets. Yeah, absolutely. Two, Two really good ones in one week. And I'm always tipped off. I'm always tipped off. By um, Dominic. usually Dominic, yeah, yep, yep. Um, so um, just a couple yeah, hours ago, him, man, he's on his stuff. He is. Uh, he's on the. He's he's one of these. Some some fans are just all about recruiting, and they just love the recruiting aspect of things. Which is that was your favorite part of playing NCAA college football, right? You love the recruiting, yeah. right? Oh, dude, sometimes I don't even play a game in a season. <laughs> right, right. It's so, like, can I recruit my team so good that I can simulate a national championship? That's like where I wanted to get to. Yeah, right. So, and I mean, and recruiting is fun, but it gets, it, it, let's be honest. You know, when we sit there and we do, well, we've got three-star this, we got three-star that. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because, I mean, the rankings, in my opinion, I, they don't really mean a ton to me until no. until we're on the field, until we're playing ball, right? So, yeah, but Cisco I do take, is a three-star. Correct. I'll always go back to that. Right. And I'll take them with a grain of salt. But when you see the four stars come in, you got two for the first time since like 07 or something like that, uh, you know, so yeah. you, 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 you know, you do, you can't help but to get a little bit excited about this and this hatcher kind of on the verge right there, you know, you get excited about that and in, in the skilled positions too, we haven't seen a lot of, a lot of, you know, any, not much action at all in some of those spots. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and keep it up, Dominic. I appreciate it. Because it's usually how I, I get my info. I'll see, I'll see a notification or something in the inbox. So I appreciate it. Um, yep. A couple hours ago, Matthew Gutierrez from The Athletic, he he uh, tweeted out that, well, he was basically con- confirming that Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard, as well as uh, linebacker Terrell Richards, they've opted out for the 2020 season uh, per source that tells The Athletic. So um, they'll join <sighs> Cooper Dawson. And, you know, it's a blow. But we kind of expected yeah. it. We knew they weren't practicing. We talked about it last week, um, and well, last Thursday, and we we talked about the fact that you know this is probably not good. I played you the I, I played you the clip of coach talking about it. So uh, yeah. Dakota Davis, by the way, did not opt out. He he was not on the week one depth chart due to an injury. So uh, just to yeah. be clear there. Um, no, I mean it's gonna be interesting to see what the reasons are because it was funny is is as we're sitting here. I'm looking at uh, I'm watching ACC Network and I'm looking at the bottom line and uh, something come across that says ACC coaches agree to disclose availability. Teams will not note specific reasons why players are out. So, okay, well, whatever. Maybe we were a little too late to that bus. Thanks, Athletic. I mean, <laughs> things like that are going to happen anyway, right? But um, I mean, I guess they're not disclosing why they're opting out, right? Does it matter? Um, it does, like honestly to me, it doesn't matter. You opted out. Well, from what out. I understand, from what I understand, it could I mean, only be Corona, right? Is that what you understood? Because that's what I thought at first. 
Right, but either way, I, I still feel like there's a situation where these these kids still have, a, like, I guess they have the choice to come back. Yeah, they at still any have time the, really. True, and they still have the year el- eligibility if they opt out for the whole year. I mean, it's not right. But I'm just saying, like to everybody, like just because they're opting out of this game doesn't mean they're opting out of the season. True. Right. Yeah. Some people, I mean, you never know if someone just wants to see like. It gets to the gray area of how many games can you miss before you and come back before you lose your eligibility, right? No, it's four. So, okay, just like a redshirt rule. Well, unless you if you've already used your redshirt, then it's probably one, right? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. We right. don't know. They haven't it's had clarity. Cloudy. It's, on that. it's cloudy. Right. You don't know if a, if a player is waiting to see if the protocol works. You know, maybe it'll just be specific away games that maybe some people won't feel comfortable, you know, because you remember UNC did have that thing where a lot of their players and, you know, their people down or the, a lot of the students down in the, the campuses and yeah. stuff like that. So maybe there's some players that are just worried about specifically going down to Chapel Hill. Uh, yeah, you never yeah, really know. That's, that's understandable, but there's not going to be fans there. We haven't heard anything. We're going to hear anything from the athletic end um, first and foremost. That's the important stuff. Yeah. I saw a lot of chatter and tweets and, and things like that well, about the students testing positive. Look, it's, we're yeah. talking apples and oranges here, you know. Well, and, and from Stephen Bailey, I guess they haven't been seen at all, right? So, right, they weren't in pictures or in any videos or anything. So right, they so practicing. I mean, if if it was a problem with North Carolina, they might still be practicing, but right. they just didn't, so, you know. So well, let's take well, let's take just a quick look, Joe, and I'm going to need some help with some of this stuff here, especially obviously. Let's just start at the obvious. Jar Jordan um, really going to have to step up is. Um, um, Mackenzie Pierre. So those are your one and two now, as it seems. And then I had asked you about Marlo Wax, but I, I, I didn't see him on here, but he is listed as a linebacker. So yeah. um, we talked about last year when he was being recruited about the coordinators fighting over for, fighting over him, and it looks like defense yeah. wins out. So yeah, it looked uh, like it, but hey, but you never what, know. So what do we got? What do we got? You know, you got our one-two. I think this is a great opportunity. Obviously, it goes without saying for Jawar Jordan and Marquenzie Pierre to kind right. of kind of put a stamp on things and and just be the next man up. I mean, that's what football is all about, anyway. But right. uh, in the case that we do have an issue there with one of those two guys, you know, what are we looking at, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm right there on board with you. All these guys were the man. You know, you get a Division One scholarship. You you put up numbers. You you did your thing in high school, right? So Marquenzie Pierre, we saw. Uh, I remember watching his high school tapes. Uh, he's a pretty solid uh, kid, and he even got a little bit of a chance for a little burn early in his career. But the one thing with him was, I guess he fumbled a little bit. Um, yeah, but he has he has been very good on special teams, and you know, if he can take care of his fumbling and everything like that. Then, then who really knows? But um, yeah, you take away Jawar Jordan and you take away um, Marquenzie Pierre because obviously they're on the depth chart, and then obviously you got Abdul Adams, Jarvion Howard gone. So what you're really looking at is um, you're looking at freshman Sean Tucker. I remember talking about him. Yep, he's five ten, two o two, out of Owings Mill, yeah, Mills, uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also have listed Cooper Lutz. Remember Cooper Lutz? Sure. Yep. Now they did. I know they spoke a little bit about moving him to a slot, right? And mm-hmm. I, from what I see, they might have moved him back, considering the uh, the running back depth. Um, and then also there's uh, Devin Flowers, who uh, six foot, two hundred forty five pounds, and he's from Glen Allen, Virginia. Uh, and he he ran for like fifty five hundred yards. It's just. 
it must have been competition or something because he chose Syracuse as a walk-on. Um, so I don't know how much burn he's going to get, but that is a big boy. And when you really look at that depth and sometimes how you know running backs go down, I mean, realistically, you just brought up Marlowe X. That might be like the break glass in case of emergency, right? And move him on over. Um, Because when you look at it, it's tough. It's not going to be Chris Elmore. He's currently playing left guard. Yeah, I know, which is crazy. Um, And (laughs) and we'll see how he does. Six foot two eighty eight. And you know, you could also you could also switch that up somehow, probably too. So, I mean, every position that he's been put in, he's done pretty good. I mean, yeah. he's at least he's at least been able to do it. You know what I'm saying? So left guard, um, I don't know if we've ever seen him on the line like that, but um, obviously yeah. um, they put him there for a reason. So, yeah. I mean, I know they say running backs are running backs, and, and if you have a good enough offensive line, then usually you got you know a couple good running backs that you can plug in and out, and usually it doesn't matter too too much. But in this situation, I mean, Marquenzie Pierre has has limited carries. Uh, Jawar Jordan, we just saw the you know what he could do in four games, and he, you know he did look impressive. Uh, but five nine, hundred and seventy two pounds doesn't tell me he's going to be able to carry the rock like a lot like that, right? So he's going to yeah. get a little bit of. They're going to probably going to split carries, and most likely there's going to be another one or two people that are involved. It's just trying to figure it out and and how do you make it work? Uh, but. Everybody else behind them has never had a carry or a touch. So, another guy too we were excited about on the offense coming into this year. To maybe, I mean, I don't know if we, what we expected, if anything, but six four two hundred eight pound Justin Barron looks like he's going to be backing up Tosh Harris going yeah. to this. So, um, that's a good sized boy too. So, and he's a versatile dude too. He's another guy that just plays wherever he's kind of put. I'm not so worried about receiver. We do have guys that, you know, they've been talking about for years. Um, And just before we just, before we move on, I just wanted to bring up one thing is, is, you know, not seeing this coming and losing. I know we had a little, a bunch of people that left early in the off season, but Garrison Johnson out of Texas, he was a big boy. He was a retro freshman. He was, he was probably, I mean, I don't know where he was going to be buried in the depth chart looking at the players that we had. But now, you know, in hindsight, he probably would be in Marquenzie Pierre's position, if not the number three ready to go. So um, it's it's unfortunate that he left, especially with the timing right. and everything that happened. But and what we were stacked um, at the time, he wasn't going to get any burn. Exactly. And then this happened, right? Yeah. So but moving to receivers, we've always we've heard. I mean, I think Nikeem Johnson, I don't think he was 100 percent last year. We've seen good stuff out of him. And I do expect a lot out of Hatash Harris, but like Courtney again, you Jackson said, is they got him Sherrod Johnson or Courtney Jackson. I think Courtney Jackson right. was was a he. I mean, he's got tons of potential. Yeah, and I think if we didn't have Sean Riley last year, then he probably would have played instead of redshirted. Um, they talked; he had a good camp uh, last year as far as spring and the camp coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could surprise. And Sherrod Johnson, they've always talked about is. Um, you know, being pretty um, impressive uh, and consistent. And then same thing with Anthony Quigley. We've always heard good stuff during camp, and then we never really see him, right? right? never and see him. And Ed Hendricks plagued with injuries, obviously. See, Ed Hendricks, that's another one that I'm, I'm pumped about. So, I mean, again, there's going to – no – He's going to have targets. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it, not it, set in stone, it, folks. That's right. just the top yeah. seven that are sure. going to be out there. So, right. um, but, yeah, that's just – you other than Tosh Harris and Nikeem Johnson, then you just expect to see a whole bunch of different people out there, and it's going to be 
you know, survival of the fittest, who can step up? It's gonna now, be, this- you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough go at first. I think UNC is probably a. On one hand, it's really good to start off against a team like this. This is a well put together team. We'll get into all that, yeah. but um, it's good to start off a team like that. But it's also a huge disadvantage, obviously. Um, but you kind of you kind of getting, you know, UNC's touted as one of the better schools in the ACC. I think they're projected to finish third. So uh, yep. any, any more on the depth chart? I'm just looking. Um, some not a whole lot of surprises. Mikel Jones, I'm really excited to see him. I remember talking about him uh, yeah. as a recruit. Young linebackers, young yeah, linebackers. Yeah, he's going to he's he's in his sophomore coming into his sophomore year. So and you I mean, got you don't Mark. have anything higher than a sophomore in the two deep in the linebackers. Yeah, that's a true story. Stefan Thompson, two freshmen starting over there probably where it would have been Tyrell Richards. Um I think one of the surprises though was True Williams moving him to free safety. Uh, that was probably, I kind of pegged him playing corner, but with his playmaking ability and everything, uh, I mean, I like our secondary. I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen in that other cornerback spot with Garrett Williams and Neil Nunn or Cornelius Nunn. I, I want to see Nunn, man. I do. I think dude's hungry, man. I just, yep. just, just from all those guys are hungry. Those are the guys. And these are the guys that, like that, hey, that when we really started following and in, in talking about recruiting on the show a couple years ago. Um, I guess we did. Well, the, yeah, we did, but these guys were just last year. I mean, those guys are retro freshmen. That's true. So, so you know, so it was Kai, the year Ch- before Chase, last, actually. Chase Atkinson, yeah, and Chase Atkinson is a true freshman behind Melifuano. That's what I mean by, like, last year you could tell that that you know we were going more after the specialty players with some of the receivers and, and some of the tight ends and yeah. D-backs. And now this year it's all linemen most of the time. So right. now you're seeing these guys start to come up. So it's cool. It's exciting. I like the fact that we got Andre Sisco and the Rover and then Eric Coley and Trill Williams there as the other safeties and Cam Jonas finally breaking the two deep. So uh, I like what I see. But again, uh, there's a lot of unknowns there that we haven't seen. Obviously with the offensive line, no Chris Blake. Um, I'm, I'm seeing – I'm just like touring Twitter today and I'm seeing all these – in fact – Let's see. Um, I think it was. Excuse me, one second. Yeah, it was Matthew, Mike McAllister. Um, the Phil Steele tweeted out OSU football transfer receive receiver Tay Martin granted immediate eligibility, and Mike McAllister recorded his tweet said Tay Martin committed to Oklahoma State on August twenty second, more than four months after Chris Blake filled his paperwork. Martin granted his waiver request in less than three weeks. So. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if Coach knows what's going on there. I don't think he does. We, uh, some kind of something, anything would be nice to hear. Some kind of information. Yeah. Like, that's, it's, it's an atrocity at this point. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, you there's got to be mean? some type of communication. I mean, we talked about this in nauseam. I know, I know, but it's just to the point where it's like stupid. Now it's stupid. You know what I mean? No, yeah. it's, it, it's very frustrating, and I can't. Because now imagine. we got our fullback slash tight end slash defensive could use tackle we playing could... offensive line. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right. Anything else there, Joe? Anything you, you want to wrap up there? You know better than I would. No, I'm just... no. I think we wrapped it up pretty good. Okay. All right. So, moving on here. Uh, you know, um, Syracuse is gonna. Open up the season at noon against UNC, and I don't know why I'm hearing myself, Joe, but I'm hearing myself. Um, but real quick, 
before we get into all that, and we'll go through this. Joe's got a pretty good grip on some of this stuff because he is in North Carolina, and he knows some pretty diehard North Carolina fans. So yes. uh, it's going to be interesting. I know I get tidbits now and then, but we're just going to put it together here. So, all right, look, before we do that, your UNC preview. Man, I feel like it's been forever since we did a preview. I'm going to mention one more time, betonline.ag, title sponsor, Cuse Militia Podcast, and Armchair Media. So um, the wait is over. Football is back, as we mentioned. You might not be able to go to a game this year, but you can still bet on the action online at betonline.ag. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures right now. Head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, BetOnline. All right, so as I mentioned, noon this Saturday. I'm stoked. No fans. Who cares? Um, let me get let me get this going here. Um, let's see. So. Neil Adler over at Inside the Loud House, he put together kind of a, a hit list for the players to watch for um, for UNC. Okay, yeah. so obviously uh, Sam Howell, we we saw him a little bit, and we know what he can do. And he had a record-setting campaign last year in 2019: 3,641 yards and 38 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. So. Um, he's a laser, dude. He's and he and he's good and he's Pretty poised. Solid. And if you heard what Andre Cisco said about him in the interview, um, you know he's he gave him a he gave him a lot of props about being able to stay in the pocket and make things happen. So uh, he's no joke. He's considered one of the better quarterbacks in the country heading into heading into this year. So uh, you've got him. Uh, let's see. You've got uh, well. I should have mentioned already. Second second year back from for Hall of Fame coach Mac Brown, right? The, the the fans love this. The the he's been they've been recruiting really well. Obviously, this is a popular guy there. Went and won a championship in te- with Texas, right, Joe? Yeah. So um, yeah. He, he knows his stuff. He's back, uh, and you know, the, like I mentioned, UNC is projected to finish third this year, and it means nothing until they play. But right. they are ranked. They are ranked. 18th preseason, and also um, on the other end of that, I think it's 20. What is it up to now? 20 and a half points, or was it 20? 22. 22 points. We're up to 22 points now. Okay, that's yep. the spread. Syracuse being the underdog, of course. Uh, uh, senior running back Michael uh, Carter. He was uh, made the All ACC preseason team. And he put together a pretty good uh, season last year with 1,623 all-purpose yards and just over a thousand yards rushing. And um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got one more. Hey, let's do, let's do Daz Newsom. Obviously, right? He finished, I think, second on the squad squad with 1,018 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns with 72 receptions. But yep, you know, he's a senior this year, another year seasoned. And poised, and he's no joke either. So, uh, Joe, a lot of returning players, a lot of veterans on the team, and well coached. The recruiting for them's on the up and up. This is a team that we've heard a lot about coming into the season. Coach Babers in his press conference gave him a lot of credit. Um, you know, he he didn't 
hold any punches really when he when he when he talked about being the underdog uh, coming yeah. into this game. So um, what do you what do you see? Did they have any did they have any opt outs? I thought they had a couple opt outs. They had three defensive back um, opt outs. I think one of them was maybe poised to be like their nickelback or their third corner. But um, the other ones, I don't think were slotted to really get too much play. So I don't think the opt outs really hurt them too much unless there's some more that come out from now until game day that I just don't know about. It's all n- nothing, nothing huge. No. So I hear, I hear some things from UNC fans. I hear, I hear one end of it. You know, hey, we're, you know, we're a little worried about this. We're a little bit worried about Tommy DeVito, uh, and yeah. So, well, I mean, mm. I well, I, yeah. I mean, pers- I think one of it is is that again, I, I talked last um, episode about my buddy that I talked to. Uh, He's a huge North Carolina fan, and he talked about how um, they're worried about the offensive line and defensive line. Uh, defensive line doesn't have a lot of uh, proven experience coming back, but they do have guys that they can throw in there. So I think they're gonna you're gonna see a lot of just they're probably gonna have a seven eight man rotation just keeping guys fresh. Uh, as far as the offensive line, I do believe they got four out of five starters coming back. But from what I read, uh, coming straight out of Mac Brown's mouth, you said something about how you want to. You, you want to go into a game, you feel happy going into a game or you feel confident going into a game with about eight offensive linemen that you're that you're confident that can go out there and help. And he said right now they got about six. So it's not that they don't have a good starting line. It's just they got some guys that are dealing with some some smaller injuries that aren't going to stop them from playing. And it looks like they're only about six deep. But when you really look at it um, – it's it's going to be tough, and I mean, their defense again, offense, their defensive line is not returning that many people. Now they are returning. I think they have some new linebackers just that are going um, trying to fit in. They play a three four, but uh, Chaz Surratt, their former quarterback, he was another guy that I believe the fourth guy that was on that list, and Neil Adler's, and yeah, it's going to be talking- a linebacker. Yeah, he had 115 tackles last year. So he's really the guy. Um, I do know that they got a couple guys in the um, in the secondary as well um, that you do got to worry about. I believe the guy's name is actually Storm Duck. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Did we talk Trey, about Storm Duck last year? We did. Two, two years ago. And Was Trey Morrison, years? Oh, right? okay. Yeah. So um, – you don't really know what their defense is going to look like, so I do think that we might have a chance if we can maybe sneak up on them. The problem is, is that I don't think our offense is going to change too, too much. I mean, it's just really the play calling, not really as much of the scheme and everything. Uh, but as far as our offense and our defense and their offensive matchup, that's really going to be really where you're going to want to look. I mean, obviously we're going to have to put up points, but when you look at what Sam Howell can do, and then you look at the running backs, I mean, you talked about Michael Carter had over a thousand yards. He's on the preseason um, All ACC team. He only had three touchdowns, but right below him, who another their other running back that's returning, Javante Williams, he had just eleven less attempts, and he had nine hundred thirty-three yards and five touchdowns. So they were really, really close to having two thousand-yard backs. And how long has it been since we've had a thousand-yard back? I don't even remember. What was it? James I don't know. Mungro? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it was after that. No. J- Jerome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but well, look. Well, look real quick, real quick. The receiving too, dude. 
The receiving too, just to come back on it, is they're also returning their three. Like you did, you talked about Daz Newsom, but between their uh, top three that they're recruiting, uh, Dayami De- Brown, Daz Newsom, and Bo Corrales. I mean, you're talking about returning 160, 170 catches for about 25 to 2600 yards and 28 touchdowns, and they're all returning. So. There, there are, the the offense. It was a pro, it was a prolific offense last year. They had a great great season, and it's going to go one of two ways. Uh, our three three five is going to kind of mess them up a little bit, and maybe they get some injuries on the O line, and their depth becomes an issue. Well, that's our, or it's going to look really really ugly for us. I imagine there's going to be some pretty ugly moments, guys. I'm just going to be honest. There's going to be oh, some, yeah. There's I mean, going to be some really spring, ugly moments. Yeah. Now. The one thing that we do have, I think, is the defense. No one's seen it. They've been practicing it. I mean, although limited, and we've talked about this, and I know that not everybody agrees because everybody was kind of on equal uh, on equal field here, so to speak, but the lack of practice for a team that's changing almost everything defensively with the new coordinators on both sides of the ball, I mean, really set us behind, I think. I don't I don't think there's any other way to look at it. And you've got um you've got the, the three three five, which could be could be, you know, it could be really I mean, it could be come out and shock them and we don't know. <laughs> or it could be really bad. But the one thing that we kind of do have is that as far as we can tell uh, Jawar Jordan and Abdul Adams have have them opting out. Coach has known for quite some time, and he and they've prepared. Not Jawar Jordan, Jarvion. I'm sorry, Jarvion Howard. Um, yeah, and Coach has already prepared for it and and made the necessary adjustments, and he knows what he's going to need to do. So he's going to know what he needs to do offensively. This isn't something that's getting it's popped on us. We kind of knew it was coming up, but Coach has known about it for who knows how long. So right. I don't know if that's a huge disadvantage. I mean, those guys only combined for, I mean, and I know, I understand, but they only combined for like over just over 600 yards last year, yeah. I think. So, Right. And I mean, it was mostly Mo Neal. So again, right. I mean, Babers talked about it a little bit about how it's a, you know, it's a player's game, especially in a situation like this. So, uh, I mean, I think coaching is going to have a little bit to do with it. You know, what are the coaches doing? How effective they were during this coronavirus, this downtime, how effectively could they use the technology in the different ways to, to make things happen to their advantage? Um, that could be something that is seen. Uh, but I mean, really, really what makes me nervous is just if you, if it would came down to the nuts and bolts of it, of, you know, neither team just really had enough time in spring and in the summer and everything like that. And being able to, you know, usually they stay in the sum, they stay there in the summer and they do, they take classes and they, they practice yeah. together and they, they do all that stuff. Right. Right. Uh, they didn't have that. So everything was through virtual and, um, you don't really know how good each team did, you know, and what makes me nervous more than anything is, is that, you know, you see what North Carolina did, you see what they're bringing back on offense. And I know that they lost a bunch of guys on defense, but you're looking at the last, they brought in a number 13 ranked class (laughs) as far as recruiting class. I mean, Mac Brown came back to UNC, pulled a a number 13 ranked class and brought in one, five star, nine, four stars and 16, three stars. So you add, that to everything that they brought back from last year and they brought they have a whole lot of really good young talent so um i don't know how far along that's going to be and how so again you never really know especially the first season you know there's our first game there's a lot of 
like you said, unknowns. And especially since considering that most of the time there's scrimmages, there's media um, coverage, you know, they allow the media to come in and, and look at the practices and stuff like that. This everything's been closed based upon, you know, the social distancing and everything like that. So, I mean, you, you look at even the local news and they haven't even been able to accurately report on what's going on. So, I mean, there's a lot, there a lot of these teams are going in blindfolded. Everybody's tight lipped, man. That's how this season's come. That's how this season's going to happen. It's because of all that. Because I think most are ill prepared. I really do. There's going to be like UNC's offense. I don't think it is, but maybe their defense is. You know, right. I mean, maybe it's a shootout. Who knows? Yeah, but if their defense is, and where's our defense? It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Offense, it's going to be very right? bad. Like that's, it's going to be very bad. I mean, you're going to need it, some players to make some really good plays to I get mean, some what do you, things to how happen. Do you, how do you see this one? Because I know that in our, in our, predictions early i i chalk this up as a loss yeah it, just based on what we knew you know who was coming back on offense alone before you know jarvion howard and abdul adams and all the rest right uh putting chris elmore left guard <laughs> so uh you know i mean how do you see it maybe it's not 22 points but i know there's a lot of optimistic fans and look i'm optimistic and we're we're the orange blooded the the unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, but when it really comes down to it, I feel like we're pretty realistic, right? I'm not yeah. going to sit on. I'm not going to give you a blow smoke up your butt during a podcast. That wouldn't be no fun. I think this is going to be a tough game. It's going to be a huge test. And like yeah, I said, like I, I mean, I'm at I'm I've been along the lines from the beginning, even before we knew these guys were going to be sitting out. Just because of all the changes and everything, we could have the running backs. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We could have Tyrell Richards. We could have Chris Blake. We could have Dakota. Every we could be 100 percent healthy with everybody that we have. No, I would feel and better I, about that. I definitely would feel better, but because of the first game and how the off season's gone, I feel like barring Clemson, this is going to be the worst game. I'm. I think I'm there with you, man. I think that's that's kind of that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, besides Clemson, it's going to be a tough game, and like I said, I mean, I can I can already see it. All the fans that just. <laughs> That are always like, why are we even? Why are we playing? Why are we this? Why are we oh, that? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And then after the game, it's gonna be like, oh, we, ch- we you know we chanced our lives and risked our lives for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I can see all the comments coming and all the the stuff coming back. You know, because I just don't think it's gonna be pretty. And I hope that they surprise me. I hope that there's a scenario where because they have no, because we know the defense and the offense that they run, they kind of know our offense but the defense is going to be brand new and that's where we got our best playmakers. You know, when you look at it, you know, a chance of NFL players, we got them on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, if, if that three, three, five can disguise itself and can give the coaches problems and it takes them a while to kind of figure it out, then we could stay in there and it could actually, you know, surprise me a little, a lot longer than, than I realistically think. Yeah, and these these previews are going to get easier too. This is probably oh. the most the most broad, vague preview we've ever done, besides some D one double A in basketball or something like that, or who knows, whatever. But um, you know, we don't, we just don't know. And you know what? All that matters is is we're gonna we're gonna sit down. We're all gonna get on Twitter, and we're all gonna enjoy ourselves, and we're gonna talk a bunch of smack. And it's going to be back. That aspect is back. And mm-hmm. I don't know what else we could ask for, right? And if you don't like it, there's another game on another channel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm committed. 
Once it's on, it's on. That's it. I'm oh, committed. yeah. I watch it all the way through. I'm just speaking to the ones that I know. Yeah, you get to a point where I can't watch this. I know. Hey, look, I, almost- I used to be that. I used to be that guy. I showed Joe, Joe an old post. It came up in my Facebook memories about who was it? Ryan Nassib. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. And it's, it's just, it is what it is. But hey, Football's back. Let's and, and like I said, this is going to be a game where we're going to kind of see what we got, and we're going to have to just make adjustments from there. I feel like this is a good game to to start with, just for that aspect alone. I don't think, you know, barring any injuries, there's really not a whole lot of bad that can come out of this. Um, and we'll see. Who knows? Maybe they're going to make me look stupid. And I I would love if they did. I would love to come on here next episode for the post game and have everybody calling in telling me how stupid I am. And to keep my mouth shut, I'd be fine with that. So, <laughs> right? Just to watch the game. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So we already anyway. had this conversation. You know, remember with Tyler, where it was like, either rather have us not have a season or go 0 and 11. Yeah, 0 and 11 all day. Hmm. I mean, what are you going to do? Right. Hey, sometimes teams go 0 and 11 and they don't have a choice. But I will say, for all of you who don't want college football to happen, just because you're want to be angry at something, tough. It's happening. Just calm down. (laughs) It's happening. Tone it down a notch. All right. That's it. Joe, do you have anything else? Wrap it up. I'm I'm good. You're good? All right. Uh, We wrapped up in pretty good time, actually. So uh, I want to thank all of you for listening, obviously. That's um, the most important part. I want to thank betonline.ag and manscaped.com. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. No bet online, uh, betonline.ag picks. <laughs> Not week one. No, what do you Nah, dude. That you know, I feel like that line's gonna keep going up. DBAP. It's not even about that. Okay, fine. Do you want me to mark it at 22? North Carolina's covering that. Really? Yeah. Okay. You're here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, 
than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 